0: Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose names sound similar, but the music sounds very different. This week we're talking about Neck Deep Purple. I am Jared. Caleb. This is Tyler. Man, we are going to be... Deep in the weeds on this episode, I'll tell you what. Deep in the weeds? Yeah, because, you know, we're going to be neck deep in the oh. purple weeds. Oh, yes. That's what's going to happen here. Yes. Jared, you're a big fan of neck deep. I like them. I, uh, they're from Wales. They're Welsh. Welsh. And uh, they've been around since like 2013-ish. Um, I have I think I knew about them like around 2015 for the uh, Life's Not Out to Get You album. Mm-hmm. I heard a few things from their uh, other album stuff, Growing Pains and things like that. That's yeah. like, uh, it's like an EP and stuff. And I don't know what the first thing, but like December, that song we just played was one I knew and Can't Kick Up the Roots is a pretty good song. And that's kind of what I first uh, heard them. Gotcha. So I've seen them. I saw them, I believe, in Indianapolis at uh, maybe the Hoosier Dome or something like that. Uh, and it was pretty, it was a pretty packed show. Very small club, and uh, they have a song that, in the lyrics, they say something about Indiana, but I think it's a name. They like they're talking about somebody whose name is Indiana in the song. Oh, okay. But in Indiana, where they say the line, it gets a big pop. Oh, I bet it would. So yes. that I'm glad you mentioned that because it did make me think about something. So state again where they're from. Wales. Wales. So not America, right? Correct. Right. Why is it that if you are a pop-punk band, it is mandatory, regardless of where you are from, that you have to at least mention the West Coast uh-huh. or your hometown you have to. or Chicago? It's it's mandatory. Because they did two of those three things, and it's not their hometown. No. I never heard them mention, like, I didn't hear them mention Wales at all. Hmm. I only heard them mention the West Coast Yes, yeah, so that's true. and Chicago. And most of those were like in the same line. I was like, yeah. "Why do you care about the West Coast?"
1: I don't know. And they hang out there and stuff.
0: <laughs> I don't. What? I, it's just such a pop punk thing to do. Mm-hmm. But they're not even from that area.
1: Nope, that's true. Well, most pop punk bands don't come from the UK.
0: I know, but that's so... my point: is that even when they're from the UK. They're still doing the typical pop-pump thing.
1: They all, they all do the typical. That's, that's pop-pump, bud. It's all typical. Well,
0: that's oh, not, that's not nice. Uh, well, I didn't say I didn't like it, Jared.
1: Typical. <laughs> you
0: can, you can not like typical. Typical jazz. Or like typical things. But yeah. So their name uh, comes from a song by somebody called Crucial Dudes uh, from the song Boom Roasted, which is an office line and i guess at some point in that song they use the, the words neck deep which is interesting i guess because like uh, one of the the main like bands that have gotten their name from another pop punk band is all time low which they got their name from a newfound glory song uh, head on collision when they say it feels and it feels like an all time low i'm i'm heading for an all time whatever the line is but they say all time low in it, and so it's like another band that gets their name from another thing it's like a little pop punk club you know like you have to like it's going to be about maybe like five to ten years from now when someone's like yeah i got my band name from neck deep and it's like Mm. if you listen to pop punk do you listen to anything else but pop punk Mm. i think so Not. i don't think so i don't think so i think that most people who are like pop punk fans are like pretty ride or die for the genre what do they go to from there because they don't always listen to it i don't know that's what i I don't think that i think that they are the kind of people who have like six cds in their car and they've got some cool sunglasses they put on they drive down the road on their way to the west coast uh-huh. from chicago and they put on their sunglasses and they listen to those same six cds it's a newfound glory cd it's a Blink-182 CD. Fall Boy. It's a, maybe a Fall Out Boy CD. Depends on what kind of pop punk listener they are. But they will have a copy of From Under the Cork Tree. But they might be like, I don't put that one on anymore. I'm not having fun with this conversation.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you, do you feel like you've been placed in a mold?
0: No. Because I listen to other things and I listen to pop punk. So what you're saying is incorrect. I don't but, know.
1: Because I'm kind of thinking back to a time where you said my favorite albums Of the year or something. And they were basically all pop punk albums. Hmm.
0: You did do that last year. It's true.
1: Yeah. And you're just like, these are my albums. And we all go, of course it is. Oh, man.
0: Mm. I'm not saying you don't listen to other things. Yeah.
1: Because I do know that you listen to other things. But however,
0: I think that when you have kind of found yourself in the preference for pop punk, Mm -hmm. I think it's very hard to branch out and find something that could also be a favorite thing. Because pop punk is a very niche genre in a lot of ways like because it again like it kind of plays to these same tropes that pop punk has been doing for the last two decades now and so once you've kind of like wrapped your head around these like pop punk tropes like okay so like we haven't we haven't mentioned this like within the you know the good band bad band sphere but like machine gun kelly this this month just released a pop punk album Mm -hmm. and it sounds like a pop punk album because it was done with Blink-182, Travis, Travis Barker. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you kind of open up yourself into the realm of pop punk, it's hard to do something different because pop punk is very, very structured. It's very, very like, I don't want to say it's set in its ways, but it kind of knows what it wants to do and it does it. Um, And so like, when you have kind of gotten to this point where you're listening to a lot of pop punk, it's very difficult, from my perspective, to then be able to say, well, look at all this other music that sounds nothing like this kind of structured realm of music that I enjoy, I guess. If you disagree, that's okay. And I'm not trying to attack you personally. Just pop punk. <laughs> Just pop punk. I'm not attacking pop punk. you have anything structural to say? Do I have anything strong? Yeah, Neck
1: Deep is a little more metal than some other pop punk bands. So maybe you can get to some of that. There's some metal that kind of borders anyway already Mm -hmm. when you think about it. So I think you could probably branch out to there if you listen to Neck Deep and that's your thing.
0: For instance, Jeremy McKinnon, the lead vocalist of A Day to Remember, produced their album Life's Not Out to Get You, uh, as well as a few other people that are in the A Day to Remember sphere. So that's how you kind of get a little bit of that maybe metal and metalcore sound that's as what I well, was thinking. potentially yeah.
1: metalcore isn't far off i mean i think it's pretty easy to jump to metalcore no. also with since thrice has made some pretty sweet music that's really kind of post-hardcorey in the later portion of their career i mean i don't think it's too far away to get to some other interesting stuff especially if you're like i mean if you already listened to pop punk and thrice was a band that was like borderline for you but you liked i think that's someone that could take you elsewhere that's true. There, there are avenues but, out of and it. And that's
0: the other like beneficial thing is like a, a tour or festival or something like that. Like uh, two years ago when it was Blink one eighty two and Lil Wayne going on tour together, okay. neck deep opened. And so like, you know, you kind of have that avenue. Uh, that's the same tour that Lil Wayne got mad because he opened like it was neck deep and then Lil Wayne and then Blink. And Lil Wayne didn't like that people didn't like show up to see him only. And so he was like, I'm going to quit this tour. And then...
1: Did he skateboard right off stage? He tried, Right yeah. into his van?
0: But uh, he ended up saying he was having too much fun with the boys in Blink to leave. But he was just like mad and wanted to leave stage. And I don't know. The people that go see Blink-182 and the people that go see Lil Wayne are not really the same. No. no. Well, they're
1: definitely closer than than some other hip-hop artists and Blink fans, but they're mm-hmm. still not...
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay, so that's like the, the one of two instances in which I have been greatly confused by that, like, inclusion, I guess, in a, in a concert. Fallout Boy and Wiz Khalifa toured a couple years ago, correct? That's true. I went to that show. That's yeah. what I thought we had gone to that. And so. I think. Lil yeah. Wayne, Blake182, Wiz Khalifa, Fallout Boy. It just. Something about it doesn't click in my head cuz I don't think that those fans are it's like a record label thing I think they're just trying Is to it... like force another group that you don't really care about down your throat so that you like buy that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It's an odd it's an odd choice, but I suppose of all the things
1: you choose to try to get people to buy Fall Out Boy records since mm. no one wants to, since they suck. No, no,
0: no. They're going to Fall Boy. They're trying to get you to buy Wiz Khalifa records.
1: Well, we know no one's going to buy those, so that's a pretty much failure right there. So how do we increase Fallout Boy?
0: Someone's probably buying Wiz Khalifa records that they roll
1: their blunts on.
0: He's not very relevant.
1: No. No, he's not. What happened to him? Uh, he wasn't that good, and then his moment was over, and now he, no one cares. That sounds right. That sounds accurate It's pretty me, standard, dude. really, when you think about it. We've, we've got a few of them like that.
0: Neck Deep have their own app. I saw that. That was weird. It I, was the I, same I, I, I day. I looked at that, it. Uh, the lead singer's brother uh, joined the group. He had been a like a helper kind of throughout the entire Neck Deep process, but he finally mm-hmm. was able to join as the bassist and uh, switched with joshua hailing who went back to being the photographer right so it's like okay let's go back to different jobs again but on the exact same day that he joined the band and the other guy went back to being the photographer their app launched uh-huh which features photos videos tour dates and announcements yeah their I, own app i have heard good things about the app because i figured I mean, you know i'd go in and i'd look i'd look at the app to see you know if it's, if it's got anything interesting going on. And the first, I mean, the first review is pretty, I mean, it makes me feel like it's probably pretty good. It says, this app changed my life. I've only had it for a day. And so far, my lost dog Noodles came home. My dad gave me his life savings and my job gave me a promotion. Thank you, Neck Deep. Wow. So. That's pretty impressive. What I'm saying is, I, if, you, if you like, even. I know, if you like Neck Deep and. Download the app. I mean, I should have downloaded it because I would love for my dad to give his life
1: savings to me. Um, I mean. It's the rating profile is kind of interesting. It's got four point eight star average reviews. Mm-hmm. The age is seventeen plus. Mm-hmm. There's only twenty ratings. That's correct.
0: Huh. Not I'm a lot of many...
1: people are looking out for the neck deep. I've never, app, I would I've think. never
0: uh, rated an app before though. Why would there is app? a one star? I get prompted all that. Oh, what does it say? You just said it was kind of glitchy. I'll give
1: you a go. Yeah, I love this band so much, but this app glitches way too much. Freezes every time I open it and doesn't allow me to open anything. Slashy, not happy face. Oh, no. The developer responded. Thanks for the feedback. If you still have issues, please contact us at our support desk. Oh, bud. Looks like they've... Uh, they. I wanted to be contact Neck Deep directly. I want them to fix my problems with their own app. Not some web dev person. Jeez. Yeah, come it- on, guys.
0: But yeah, I don't... There aren't... So, the only other band that I can think of that we've ever covered across all of our podcasts that have their own app is the Rolling Stones. Mm, It's the only other band that I can remember that we ever talked about where that we said, that band has an app. There might have been other ones. We just didn't know. I'm sure, but... Who was it that had a mobile game? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. You remember that? I found that out. I can't remember who it was now. I can't remember either. Somebody has their own mobile game. In my head, I'm like... Was it Rush? It sounds like a Rush thing to do. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, um, it's it's odd to think of all of all groups. Neck Deep would be the one who somehow snagged. Now that we've the covered uh, Rush for Record Roundtable, we'll probably never do Rusher. It's a shame unless the patrons really want it. Let us know what you want. How bad do you want us to talk about Usher and talk again about Rush? Uh, you want to play Torn? Yes, I would love to. I figured you'd yeah, talk about we this We haven't talked any goddamn time about the music. I thought I saw a girl brought to life. She was warm. She came around like she was dignified. She showed me what it was to cry. Jared that was put out, uh, by uh, songs. It's a compilation songs that saved my life, which is a, uh, on the hopeless records, um, uh, compilation, that, like a bunch of different bands did covers of things. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty good. Would you like to play the original version, or do you? Uh, it's do you pretty close it's... to
1: the Natalie and Bruglia, except they changed he to Why she. Why would we play the original? Just disappointing.
0: Sometimes we do that. No, we're not playing the original. Okay.
1: What do you think? They well, changed he to she, and I don't like it. But no. I like that they covered Natalie and Bruglia, so it's yes. almost a wash. It's mm. Slightly on the positive for me, really. That's good. But I just, you know, the Beatles covered a song like that, and they didn't change it. Mm. And was I, it, they, was they it, set was it torn? No, Torn wasn't written then. I know that. Gosh, I get know the
0: timeline. I think that. Yeah. the uh, Teenage Dirtbag cover by Rustin Kelly I think he changed it from he to she
1: people have recently I've you know I like to find things to get angry about because you might as well yes of course and uh, that's one thing I've been angry about recently people changing he he to she and vice versa in the songs that shouldn't be changed just sing the song mm. sing the song who cares if you're singing about another man big deal bud
0: the only, the only time that it felt slightly relevant in my mind is when Say Anything did, Baby, I Got Your Money, and he had to change the name of uh, the rapper who was singing to his own personal name. Because mm-hmm. if he kept saying that, you know... Dirty. Dirty was coming to get you or whatever, it would be like, Who are you? Bemis is coming to get you. I don't think you're dirty. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm on Tyler's side with this one. So I have uh, a topic that is... Not very much fun to talk about, but I thought it would be kind of interesting. I didn't think he'd be the one to do it. I know. So one of their members, Lloyd Roberts, was accused of uh, sexual misconduct back in 2015. And uh, he was removed from the band and he just wanted to... Uh, he, he said he didn't do it. You know, nobody ever says they do it. No. But except for Jesse Lacey, which he kind of didn't take any responsibility for it. But, um, so I guess he was like sending inappropriate things to underage girls, which is not good. No. But the problem that I've kind of seen in this genre is that that, um, is kind of the fan base. And so like you start out where you're like 16, 17, 18 in a band. And then if you last long enough to be like an adult, like, uh, Blake One Eighty Two, Fallout Boy, Day to Remember, Neck Deep, Now, other people like that, where you keep getting older, but your fan base stays the same age, a la uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> that is that becomes a problem when your fan base does not mature and age with you. When right. you keep like talking, even if you don't keep talking, even if like your sound matures, but your like audience doesn't, it just makes it like. I don't know. You just need to be very careful in a band like that. You that's almost just problem. have to expect that you just can't interact with your fan base to a certain degree. Like yeah. you have to be like, well, you know, I'm now not in that way. I'm now thirty years old, and all of my fans are, you know, 15, 16 years old. I
1: probably don't need to be texting them. Yeah, why you keep singing about that though? That's my that's my argument. Singing about what? How about you stop singing about teen songs when you're thirty years old, you sad sack. That's part of the issue, too. We, after we've talked, discussed this before. We're like, how long are you going to keep making music about teen feelings when you're a 34-year-old man? Are you going to give it up yet or what? Because it does continue to do that. I'm not saying that they do that. People do do that, though. As compared to your ba- a band that we enjoy, Menzingers, who kind of sing about their lives at the moment, and their mm-hmm. fan base can continue as it goes. But a lot of bands in this realm especially, and in like the more popular side of emo, just continue to do the same thing, album to album. Just kind of like Disney Channel, where you got like thirty-year-old dudes playing teenagers, and it's confusing. Disney, that's right, calling you out. Hannah Montana's brother. Get out of here, you weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Creeps me out. Keep Jackson. waxing his mustache. That's not gonna fix it. I don't know. But if you do that, then it's gonna happen. But you, I would think, like any reputable band who considers what they do to be something more legitimate, would change their lyrics as they go. You know, how long can you continue to sing about that when you don't even feel that that thing anymore? Well, maybe they it do. seems disingenuous. It's kind of weird. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's pretty sad of you. Yeah. You didn't grow up at all because you're in a band for 20 years.
0: But like at the same time, I guess the the counter argument would be: so you're like singing about love when you're like 16 to 18 in a pop punk band, and then like 10 years later, you're still singing about love. Like your verbiage maybe changes, but you are still singing about the same thing you sung about then. But you're older now and maybe you are mature, but it sounds like your lyrics are the same, mm. you know?
1: That would be a pretty, that would be like a fairly abstracted thing for me to say about it. Because as a person who is almost 30 years old, the way I think about love now is definitely different than the way I thought about love as an 18 year old.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like it's not even just verbiage. I feel like it's just the nuances of emotion that you're able to understand a little bit more fluently at that point. Like, like obviously you're not singing about like uh dancing with a girl at, at, at prom, prom. like yeah, it's thirty. Mean,
1: right, I don't know. Listen, I'm I've holding seen
0: hands with my girlfriend. I've seen it in movies. <laughs> He's a chaperone now. They <laughs> yeah. still
1: try to dance with him.
0: Oh, that'd be a really good pop song. That would song. be me and
1: my wife. Went as chaperones to our uh, to the prom, and I tried to dance with these teenagers.
0: It would both appeal to the adults and the younger kids. Who, the younger kids who wanted to go to prom and the pedophiles that like pop. Yeah, and the pedophiles who like pop. I'm glad
1: you've admitted it. We've drug it out of you. It's been. It's been. What I'm looking at now, 20 minutes worth of attempting to get you to admit that real pop punk fans are pedos.
0: <laughs> that was not and my you, goal. And you That's finally mean. done it. That wasn't my goal at all. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> Cut all it right. out. Speaking of uh, uh, neck deep and pop punk, Jared, are you going to talk at all about their other covers that you put within the playlist? Uh, uh Yes. So, I mean, there's only, there's several of them they've done, because like with Fearless Records... Uh, they do like, they're the band, uh, the label that does, um, the pop goes series. So you have bands that are on, if you're on the label for a long time, there's a lot of covers that they've done historically, like Mayday Parade has been on like four or five of them. So they have a bunch of them anyway. So, uh, the other ones that I found that were okay, there are two Green Day ones, Welcome to Paradise and Boulevard of Broken Dreams, which Welcome to Paradise is better. Of course it is. Uh, cover and song. Well, because yeah. they, then, oh, they, no do like, they do like an actual pop punk version of Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and it sounds kind of odd. Well, let's play it. I want to hear. I want to see. And then the other cover is but... uh, "Don't Tell Me It's Over," which is a Blink One Eighty Two cover, which is like everybody's done a Blink One Eighty Two cover before in their lives, right? Uh, yeah, let's let's listen to the the kind of oddness of what Boulevard of Broken Dreams sounds like.
1: That song kind of starts out all bad religion like, and then it just turns into regular pop punk.
0: I do, I do want to say one thing that uh, I was just thinking about while I was listening to it, and I think it's one thing that both um, pop punk and metal have kind of similarities in. Mm-hmm. Why do both those genres have drummers that feel like they got to go way harder than everybody else oh, in they the room? Always
1: do they always do?
0: I love it. Like, if you listen like a metal, like a metal song. Um, it's often like all these like ridiculous blast beats and like like triple bass it's because drums you've and gotta, stuff.
1: You've got to prove it's worth it having that big of a kit. I can't see it because it's I hear it. So you're gonna have to make me hear every drum in your kit.
0: I'm gonna need to know how big that kit is. Yeah. But then like Makes you hit all of them. The guitar riffs are just like down tuned dun
1: dun 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 dun
0: dun mm-hmm. dun. So it's like. Why are you trying so hard back there, guys? It's also really, I love it, but... It's
1: just weird to cover a... You're a pop-punk band, and you're covering... You know, normally when they do, like, a pop-punk band covers something, it is like a, a punk goes... Something goes, you know. So it's just weird to cover a punk song. You're a pop-punk band, you're covering a punk song that's just a slightly lighter punk song, and you're just turning it heavy again. And, like, this is kind of an odd concept anyway, really.
0: I think what Neg Deep were trying to say is, hey, uh, Green Day, stop making, like... Softer songs. Yeah. We only want you to be punk rock. We don't want your ballads, Green
1: Day. Hey, Green Day. American Idiot sucked. Sucked. I'm not afraid like of that it. That's I like fine. That I respect album. your opinion. Here's Just what I will say. Good.
0: I'll get on my soapbox very briefly. Do it. Stop making memes about wake me up when September ends. That song is about the death of his father. <laughs> you're making a, You're making a joke about death. Yeah, that's, well, that's what
1: else can you do about it? <laughs> I mean, all you can do is joke about it.
0: Is Don't joke about it. <laughs> is It's Gonna Be May still available? Is oh, that yes, yes. Okay, just yes. making sure. If we're if we're having month-related memes, I'd like to make sure we could at least keep that one. March of the Pigs. A. All right. All uh, right. So the only other thing I want to talk about with uh, Nick Deep, which we're pretty much done with, I think, they have an album that came out this year, uh, All Distortion. Ah. All Distortions are intentional yes. all distortions are intentional yes. which is it came out uh, back in july it's okay uh, it's a concept album which is interesting it's about this place called sunderland and they kind of make up this whole like love story between this guy and this girl and it's like a whole it's not really like they, they call it a concept album but listening to it i wasn't like Oh, I'm following along the story. It's no, yeah, it's no coheed. No, I I felt the same. I was gonna say the same thing. Is basically like I I understood that they were going for a concept, and I appreciate that they like put in that effort. But I don't think that it landed super well. Yeah, well,
1: pop punk's not really a place I look for concepts. It's kind of a I, I want. It's interesting to see how you how they try to do it. but mm-hmm. all
0: right, here's here's what? here's the concept for my pop punk album. Okay, we're in a car. We're driving from Chicago to the West okay, Coast. stop that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a whole bunch of boxes of beats in the back seat, and my best friend's sitting next to me, and we're talking about our hometown. That's right. <laughs> That's the whole concept I of the album. I'm texting this girl. But you know, oh, no. no, am pretty no. sure. i oh, off your phone. Sure <laughs> Turn off your phone. So, I don't, I'm trying to think if they're, like, I guess the only pop punk, uh, the only good pop punk... Concept album that I can really think of is The Black Parade. Uh, Yeah. Which, yeah, I would like, say that's even bridging on pop punk. Yeah, I mean, it's in the neighborhood. It's in the, yeah. the kind of touring sphere. The other would be, like, I guess maybe uh, The Panic at the Disco. uh, uh where, Nine in the After. That's not really. Pretty a, odd. Yeah, like, it's not really a concept, but it it's does follow of, the same style were, throughout the entire yeah, album. Yeah, there's kind right. of, like, an
1: overarching theme, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I would call it a, a concept album. No, I wouldn't either, but it's unreaching, yeah. you know. Right, yeah. Uh sure.
0: Can you think of any other good ones?
1: No, I don't th- I don't think so. I Do- don't
0: think that pop punk is really
1: I mean <laughs> well
0: actually I guess you could say American Idiot is kind oh, of a concept is. album. Yeah. So Well are, is... is
1: is Green Day pop punk? Do they go into it at that yeah. point? When is what? Yeah, Green are Day they is the definitely founders pop. of pop punk.
0: They've always been pop punk, dude. Hmm. That's true. For dude, sure is, Green dude, Day is, dude, is dude. a pretty pop well, punk album. Yeah.
1: What is nineties punk then, but pop punk? What else is there? Because they're really. kind of like the definers of punk in the 90s sure so then what else is i mean what happened to punk then
0: i mean that's i I think that's when punk started going in more of a pop direction and that's why it started becoming more mainstream
1: so maybe they're just punk then then everyone else kind of pulled it up the other way
0: maybe there is no pop punk maybe this is just what punk is now oh i got it that's what i'm saying that's it i I mean
1: we know it's not at this moment in time because we have better better examples current day I think it's weird for a pop punk band to come out in 2012 as well. Well, if 2014 was their debut, something like that, but they formed in 2012. Mm-hmm. I think that's just kind of odd. It seems a little late.
0: Well, pop punk is, is that's one of the weird things I've noticed about pop punk is that pop punk is still kind of floating around. It has virtually no relevance in terms of like commercial success like it did in like the early 2000s and even the 90s with like a Green Day and then even like the later 2000s with bands like um in like the warp tour sphere, uh, sphere of things, All like All Time Low, mm-hmm. uh, New Found Glory, things like that. Like they weren't like super super big, but you know they still had a following in some world. But I don't feel like pop punk really has that same. They don't really have that same. Well, like warp
1: tour's over, so
0: exactly. I was gonna say they don't only really have a, the same location yeah. anymore. People don't, go to, a the, topic, well, people don't yeah. go to Hot Topic. People don't go to warp tour. So like, where well, are can't. you gonna find your pop punk fix? That's true. I don't know. Who Whoever just,
1: tours with was, was Sum 41 next time they decide they want to make some money.
0: Probably going to be a hip hop star of some kind. to the Hero.
1: Whatever, bud. Hyper the Hero. That mother jumps off of speakers.
0: What was the thing we. Who was on a Sum 41? Uh, that was like, what, two weeks ago? It was Sum 41 and some rapper. Who was that that we covered? Remember that? Oh. Um, was that Buster Rhymes or something? No, it wasn't Buster Rhymes. Oh, no. I know this. Dang. Ludacris? Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was Ludacris. No, that's been too long. Was it no, I think it was Ludacris. Hmm. I can't remember. I, I can't think. remember either. Let me do a really quick search. That would help me. It was ludicrous. Okay. I thought Ludacris Stapleton was like two years ago, but it was literally like. A we haven't been, been ago. doing this for two years. Uh, I know. Well, it's close. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on? Uh, sure. Okay.
1: Well, that's a bummer the build wasn't even over.
0: It takes like three minutes to enter the build of that song. I hate
1: it. It's one of the most dull rock build-ups to begin a song in the history of rock. I hate it.
0: It's very odd that Smoke on the Water is like, yeah, when you're when you're going to be a guitarist, this is the first song you play. It's yeah. like, because it's so easy. It's so
1: easy. It's so, you don't even need, you need one I string. I could teach
0: an infant how to
1: play that song. You need one string and the third fret and the fifth fret. And that's it. it. Depends
0: on how wild you want to get with it.
1: Don't, it's not good. Don't fret about it. I hate that song. I hate it. It's it's a cancer of on rock music.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my. Wow. That's, a, that's I hate a hard it so stamp. much.
1: It's the most dull. It's too slow. It's boring because it's the same riff the entire song almost until you hit the chorus, which is just like three chords. It's horrible. I hate it. It's a, It's one of the worst. Exa- I don't. I'm not a Deep Purple guy, but it's one of the worst examples of a Deep Purple song. That's true. it is. Yes, That's true.
0: I agree. Because like, so do you know that how that song, what that song is about? Please go ahead. I I, I enjoyed this story quite okay. a bit. So uh, the song was written in uh, around 1971. They were traveling uh, to. They traveled to Switzerland to record their album Machine Head. Uh, And it was due to be recorded at the Montreux Casino, and they were going to use Rolling Stones Mobile Studio, which I don't know if it's the band, maybe, I don't know. But a fire during a Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention concert caused by a man firing a flare gun into the ceiling burned down the casino. And this incident was what inspired Smoke on the Water. Frank Zappa, <laughs> you son of a bitch! Frank Zappa, <laughs> you son of a bitch! We don't get it's, to say that enough, you know. It's the
1: most disappointed I've been in Frank Zappa ever. Fair. So, you know, one time he played a bicycle on a on a late night talk show, and I was like, oh "Good, f- good for you, Frank." That's but I don't cool. know, na- I don't know now. It's pretty cool. It was cool.
0: I, I, okay. So I understand, or I understood before this week that Deep Purple were probably important, right? Yes. I did not realize how high people regard them in terms of like their influence. Yeah, but it's yes. kind of sad. Like if you when I when I saw that they regard them as a part of the unholy like trio Trinity Trinity of the UK, being the 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 three groups that kind of like influenced heavy metal music, which mm-hmm. was Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, and Deep Purple, I was like, "How did Deep Purple? They just inched in. Get it's in. all
1: tonality. It's just oh, what's really unhappy. sad about it is all of the tones that cause them to be highly regarded as a as a revolutionary, inspirational metal band are already used by Black Sabbath in much better fashion and with much better songs, way better songs, way way better." And it's just very sad. Get the organ out of there! Stop I it. it! I, I it. disagree <laughs> with that entirely. No, I love the not, organ. It's horrible. Because if it's... I
0: could have had like them really, really buy into it, and like, well, what's his name? John, um, John Lord? Is yeah. that right? Oh yeah. If John Lord could have done what he really wanted to do, which was this giant symphonic numbers. And they were like, we don't want it. We don't want you to do it. And then later he recreated it again. And they were like, okay, I guess we'll, we'll do this. They would have just really stuck with it. And they were like, Deep Purple was like this kind of metal, but also these giant organs and all this symphonic music. I would have been like, yeah, Deep Purple's cool, man.
1: Yeah, but they didn't do that.
0: I know. They just
1: put rock organ into metal. But it's not. It's boring, and it doesn't make sense, and it's like buried in a way where I'm just like, can you turn this annoying thing off, please? Whatever this is. Oh yeah, it's organ that you don't need.
0: I I have the opposite experience. I hear it very quietly in the background, and I say, I'd like to I'd like to follow that sound. So where is Ugh. that sound coming well, from? Well, you can
1: follow it on Vincent Price, which is a good song that yes. uses better organ. Oh, so crazy. I'm down with that. Yeah, I love that's that a good song. song. That was it's, great. Yeah, it's good.
0: So I will speak very briefly to the John Lord uh, thing because so they made a live album in like eighty either seventy two or eighty two some somewhere. And their, initial one was seventy two, I believe. Their guitarist was like messed up, and I think not like right after is when he left the band, but it unfortunately. <laughs> they they picked the time where their guitarist was like so screwed up that he couldn't even play other than like the most basic chords. So, John Lord had to play basically what the guitar parts would be on the organ. So, like to try and yeah, mimic it. Yeah, mimic it so that it didn't sound so bad for the live recording they were doing. I
1: mean, it's already the organ parts are already close enough to the guitar parts that it's not like it's that's a dramatic difference in what should be played, but. Sure.
0: Yep. So I want to talk about uh, the name origin, uh, like kind of the origin of the band and kind of how they got the name. So originally... You, do, you have learned to really enjoy talking about the band like origin name. It's an interesting thing that you kind of like... It's something you with. can talk about people don't know. I'm not so saying it's bad. Originally, they were going to be called Roundabout, which the, the, the concept of Roundabout was it was going to be a supergroup mm-hmm. where they had a bunch of different members come in and out. And so, like, there was no, I guess, like, no core members necessarily, but it would always be Roundabout, which is interesting. That did not happen. Yeah, it was It kind of did. Well, well, yeah. That's because they got
1: money for it, because it was pitched to a couple of money boys.
0: So, they were also thinking about being called Concrete God, which the band thought was too harsh to take on. So, then they decided to be Deep Purple, which is named after a song that was uh i believe uh, blackmore's grandmother's favorite song which i put yes. in the i put in the playlist if you want to play just a snippet of the song um uh deep purple which it was like a, it was written in 1932 but there's been several different versions of it mm-hmm. one by nino tempo and april stevens and another by donnie and Marie Osmond. which one'd you like i don't know not which... donnie and Marie, right. come on all right <laughs> nino tempo it is Sleepy
1: God colors and the stars begin to twinkle in the in the midst of a memory you want I want to talk to his grandma it's a pretty good song yep yeah
0: pretty good she's probably dead clearly influenced Yes. The group, you know. They they listened to that song and they yeah. said, I think that's the direction we want to go.
1: He said, This is my grandma's favorite song. Maybe we could play something like this? <laughs> they said, Oh, sure.
0: Oh, I'll tell you, they're they're real receptive to stuff like that. Did you see the uh the comment that was made um within their um <clears throat> hold on, let me see if I can Yep, there it is. Um they made when they made some some changes to their musical sound. No. So um they started going in more of a like a soul kind of direction of music at one point in time. I believe it was Stormbringer was the album. Okay. And um, I guess uh, Blackmore specifically was pretty publicly um, not a fan. The guitarist, yes. Of the soul music and had uh, referred to it as <clears throat> shoeshine music. Oh, no. Hmm. That's not. Hmm. Shoeshine music. That's... I think I picked up what you're trying to throw down there, Blackmore. I think he should change his name to Black Less. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: Oh, boy. Not in a good way, but yeah.
0: Ooh. that's a, ugh, Yeah, I didn't like that line when I saw that. I was like, ooh, gosh. Yeah. So they were uh, listed in 1975 as the Globe's loudest band for mm-hmm. a 1972 concert at the London Rainbow Theater. That's pretty good. Who would have thought? Loud. Oh loud. But I will I will say though because you, you mentioned um, well Tyler you mentioned Black Sabbath and you mentioned the idea of Roundabout and people kind of like going in and out. Oh yes. It's odd that during this period of time that there was kind of this like consistent like cycle of people kind of going in weird directions because like um, one of the members from Deep Purple went to go create uh, Rainbow which had Dio in it and Dio yes. went to go to Black Sabbath Yep. and then Ozzy hopped out, and so after Dio came in, later the lead singer of Deep Purple came in to Black Sabbath. For one album, yes. And it was like... Born Again, one of the worst album uh, covers of all time.
1: Yeah, it's not well, you know.
0: So it's odd that all three of those groups kind of just like circulated members a little bit. Like, all right, you go this way. Now you go this way. David Coverdale, who later fronted Whitesnake, was in Deep Purple. Uh, When they fired ian gillen for like the second time which was like one of the longer members of deep purple as the lead vocalist they uh, were going to have paul rogers who was in the band free and also decided to form bad company instead which they're known for the song feel like making love Mm -hmm. and the song bad company another name that i saw that auditioned for deep purple is jimmy barnes jimmy barnes is the guy that sang that Uh, that thing and that song, you should just play that bit, just play that bit. I can tell you from experience that is that is the third time that we have played. I'll play it every week if that I could. Bit. <laughs> if it I can't up. believe sometimes I just see Jimmy Barnes' name. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> You're like oh, I didn't know this person was real. Where has he been around? Uh, what was who was the name of that original person? It's what's the oh, name of that song? Uh, uh, oh, like my the gosh. guy oh, that Kieran J Callahan. Yeah, Kieran J Callahan. Thank you. Callahan. We gotta we gotta we gotta credit that man at all the time. Richie Blackmore, um, the the guitarist for Deep Purple didn't learn how to drive until he's 39 years old. Oh, that's wild. He <laughs> just didn't have to. It is so you mentioned uh people, you know, kind of being a part of the group. It's odd how little of the group is still intact at this point, but it's also uh, interesting to me how much they kind of cycled in and out. Mm-hmm. So like members would come back in and out and in and out and in and out, and John Lord and then the drummer um Ian Pace are, like, the only two members that kind of stayed, like, consistent, like, consistently. And John Lord only really stopped being in the group because he passed away. Mm-hmm. I think he had retired, but only maybe passed away. Like, he retired. Like, he wasn't like, I'm quitting the band. He's like, no, I'm, like, 70 years old. I have to stop making this music. Um, and so, like, the, the group has just kind of been a constant flux of talent. They To the point that they have, like, a whole... A whole name for their eras. Oh, yeah, that's pretty great. That's crazy. It's that you called would... uh, Mark. Yep, Mark, Mark one, Mark two, Mark three, and Mark four. They have four different marks for their lineups. As I was w- reading through their information, though, I found like seven. Seven marks? Yeah, they kept saying other marks. No, like I there was like, it I saw like a Mark five. Oh, my. I saw a Mark seven, I'm pretty sure. Like I, mm. I kind of lost track. I will say, though, and this is the, one of the things that maybe caught my attention more than anything else. And I do think that there is some kind of conspiracy going on here because I don't know how you could do this, okay? Just say it. Hear me out. So Blackmore left somewhere in the realm of, like, 1975, okay? Yes. And they started having some people come in to um, audition for the group. Uh-huh. Um, one of them, their name was Clem Clemson. <laughs> and another one's name was Zal Clemenson. You're telling me you had two people come in with Clem in their name, and one of them had it twice? I don't think so. It was just Blackmore with a mustache and with a beard. Exactly. He yeah. gets different names. No,
1: oh, I'm just a Clem Clemson. You Blackmore, know, get out of here. And yeah, If you want back in, we'll just let you.
0: And then he left. They're like, no, get out of here. It's like, I'm down, It's Zal me, Clem. Clemson. It's Clem. It's me again. And only three years before then, they were in Clemson, South Carolina. Oh, boy. That's where they found
1: him. I think it'd be funny if he left the band as the guitarist and then uh, they had another vacancy, like as someone else, like a backup percussionist. And he just came and was like, I'd like to be your backup percussionist. And are like, You just, and like, Could you just, I just want to try out for backup percussion. Thank
0: you. Can I please be the tambourine player? This, yeah. I'd like to be I, the tambourine player. I've been player. telling you
1: all for years, I don't want to play guitar. It's like the, the,
0: the guy from Neck Deep switching to photography. Yes. So after Blackmore left, uh, they got a guy named Tommy Bolin who was pretty good, but then the band broke up and he started his own solo thing. So he was playing with Jeff Beck in 1976, and he went off stage and took a picture for Rolling Stone Magazine. And uh, he was talking to somebody from the Miami News named John Marlowe, he had done an interview and the guy told him, take care of yourself, which Tommy replied, I've been taking care of myself my whole life, don't worry about me, I'm gonna be around for a long time, that night, he died of an overdose of heroin and other substances. Ooh. Do not say you'll be alive for a long time. Yeah, that that is often uh that is often the black cloud of jinxing yourself right mm-hmm. there. What a horrible what a horrible story that was. Also, can you can you remind me what the guy said that prompted his response? Take care of yourself. Yeah, take care yeah. of yourself. <laughs> Calm down. If someone says take care of yourself, the the natural response is you too, buddy. Yeah, or
1: at least just <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. Oh, I'm going to be somebody, fine.
0: Don't worry about me. I've been living for a long time. Like, I t- feel as though if somebody ahead. says, take care of yourself, you look not very good.
1: Probably. Yeah. And then, uh, well, it's just funny. I think the,
0: you- the lately the only reason I've been take, saying, like, take care of yourself or stay healthy or anything to people is because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I would have never said that when everything was going okay. He I was, just, he was people, around for an
1: epidemic. Oh, boy. I tell people to take care. But mostly because... Uh, you know, sometimes you've got to remember to think about you every once in a while. But don't be a douche about it. You know, maybe think about other people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I have three songs I know I want to play from Deep Purple. Let's do oh. it. We should have already done it because we're into a point where we should have already been playing music. So after we mentioned Vincent Price, we have to play Vincent Price. It's a good song. Let's do it.
1: you more metal in 2013 than you were the entirety of your career yeah hush uh, whole was that that was
0: whole lot of not uh not smoke on the water right there a whole
1: lot of this some metal with some good organ so like i sure, said
0: i'm pretty sure that song was written with the music first so they like wrote the music and then they were like this kind of sounds like uh like old horror let's just call it vincent price and then that worked. later they like Cause the song they do use the lyrics expensive price in it. And so I like that concept of like writing the music of something and then saying, okay, now what are the lyrics? Cause I don't know if they, like sometimes the bands will bring in lyrics and already have music and just like throw it together. But I like the idea of music first and then lyrics. Uh, another song that I found that I thought was uh, super interesting and very uh, uh, maybe bad. On the album The Battle Rages On, which came out in uh, 1993, which is, is kind of later in the Deep Purple. I hate this song. Yeah, it's it's not good. One Man's Meat.
1: Glad we got that part in there, real quick.
0: That was uh, quite a song. Can you read the lyrics to that, really briefly? So, I'll the whole song, or just no, 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 just that line. All right. Well, I want to go because there's more. The, The start of the song it says cold beer, a strange cigarette, getting your high, getting you high, getting you wet, falling in love, falling out of debt, straight, gay, black or white, strutting in the dark, hiding in the light. And then, so here's the um, here's the chorus. One man's meat is another man's lousy luck. One man's meat is someone's empty well. One man's meat is some uh, some guy's aching butt. One man's meat is another man's living hell. What a song. Yeah. Can you read that third one one, one, one more time for me, please? Third what? Th- that third that third part of one man's meat. One man's meat is some guy's aching butt. What a thing. I don't know what kind of commentary they're trying to have on this, but it's it's... It's a whole thing. You got your life on the one hand, mine in the other. Yeah.
1: What's his? His life or know. his meat? <laughs> I think it might be his head. Well, it's one man's
0: meat, but not maybe his. Oh, my goodness. It's terrible.
1: It's not that great of a song either, really. No, I Outside just, of the lyrical no, uh, nonsense that, they, pretty, that he spews. Yeah, correct. I'd like to talk about the covers. Okay, yes. They're not that good.
0: The covers of uh, people doing covers? I'd like
1: to talk about Shades of Deep Purple. Some of the covers on that, okay, like Help. Oh, I loved Help. It's not good. Oh man, I'm sorry to tell you, no, 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 you suck. You suck. I'm not. Listen, I'm
0: taking a stand here.
1: The intro of Help, the original, is a pretty uh, well known. Like has to, you know. All right, I'll I'll say this. Let me preface it this way. I dislike it for the same reason I dislike the movie Across the Universe. You take all the uh, memorable, like need to have parts of a Beatles song. And you remove it, and uh, then you just put a bunch of uh, two-minute organ solo into the intro. Uh, you've messed it up big time. It's not very good. I'm sorry, Jerry. Yeah.
0: All right. Play the song, and then we'll let the listeners decide. For all you headphone listeners at home who are like I'm just gonna pop one headphone in I and wish. uh do my <laughs> do I wish and I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my dishes with just one headphone in just in case you hear the baby crying and I gotta I gotta make sure and check on it don't have that right ear in make uh, sure it's the left you're gonna miss about you no know 90 of the song if you only listen one the if on I the right could ear. just
1: if if all stereo field recordings could say do you want to listen to both channels or just one I'd be like right please
0: right please <laughs>
1: It's not. It's not good. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, it- the verse is okay, but the chorus is undoubtedly underwhelming, mm. and it's it's un, it's lacking in. Here's the thing about covers. I want you to take a song and make it your own thing. But uh-huh. just deep, they did that. But just deep purpleizing uh-huh. a song does not work. You have to retain something mm. for the cover to be a value of sorts. And hopefully, it's the melodic parts that make the song interesting, and not just the words mm-hmm. and some of the chords. I thought it was good. So I who did it.
0: who did better, Deep Purple on "Help" or Neck Deep on "Boulevard of Broken Dreams"? <laughs> Don't
1: even. It's not. That's not even worth thinking about for me. They <laughs> What also, do you think, Caleb? Yeah. Said anything. Which one do you think? Of? Yeah. What do you think about the cover? Uh,
0: what do you think about "Help"? I didn't find it that bad. So I thought that the uh, kind of the atmosphere of it helped with uh, like the feel of the original intent of the song. So the song "Help" is like. It's not like a positive song. Like if you look at the lyrics, it is a sad song. About, Help. That's kind like, of the
1: point of the juxtapositioning of the upbeat musical content uh-huh. with the not upbeat and sorrowful lyrical content. That's the main point of the song.
0: I'm gonna go back to an old thing. Uh, if it was a case that somebody took the Foster the People song "Pumped Up Kicks" mm-hmm. and they turned it into like a really sad, like like you know, like r- really emotional song, I dig it. I think it'd be cool. I don't know. Take that it. It's funny because that song "Help" is like two and a half minutes long, and that was like six, and so it's well, funny they lose like doubled the time. Yeah,
1: because they just have. I know unnecessary I know. organ. I know. Un- it is though a almost two minute intro. Look, John and Lord, you've, and he, you've taken apart like. The intro of Help, which is like, which is an iconic thing, you could have done something interesting with, with how you chose to interpret the very beginning of the Beatles song, and instead you just said, uh, let's depurpolize the organ bit of this whole thing for two minutes.
0: Look, here's what I'm going to say, is that John Lord deserved to live in a different time. Because there was a point in this in, in this world where he could have been one of the most important organists in this entire world, but then he had to be born in an era... But the only way he could get his organ onto the airways is to be in a band deep purple. it's yeah,
1: pretty sad. They also covered on their Hey Joe by Hendrix, uh-huh. which is, uh, a, it's, I would say it's a better cover, but I'd say it was totally, uh, I, I think it was a venture they should have strayed from because it's not dramatically different. But uh, one thing that they did do, which is again because of the, ex- the extent, one thing about Deep Purple is it's really like there's lots of stuff there. There's lots of data in Deep Purple songs. And the problem with that using a Hendrix song to cover is that Hendrix is all about what noises can I make with this instrument. And that's the type of textural thing that he did that made it so interesting. But you've like kind of removed that by just allowing all the other different instruments to do it so that it's just one wall of sound situation. So it, I think it's an okay cover, but I think it definitely is lacking something that you can't. I, I, that would be my statement for almost anyone who covers Hendrix in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that they suffer from it as well.
0: I think that the first Deep Purple album uh, reminded me of what like the first Pink Floyd album sounded like. They're both like prog rock, sure. uh, fantasy kind of driven stuff. Well, the that first Floyd isn't... isn't
1: isn't prog rock. It's garage rock, Piper. Yeah. No. It's a garage really rock album. It? it is? Yeah, it's a sixties album. I remember it being metal kind of is, progressive. Metal is prog, which is like, you know, relatively still early, still pre uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. I see.
0: Well, I don't know. I thought I thought help was pretty good. I I was looking at the uh, discography at the very beginning of the week, kinda of adding things that I thought looked interesting. And I saw that they had covered Help on their debut album. And I was like, this will be interesting. And it was interesting. Even if you don't like it, it was still interesting. Uh, Hush is good. And you brought it up,
1: by the way. Hush. It's good. It's yes. good.
0: Hush. Hush. I um, don't know. I think that like uh, Deep Purple theoretically could have been a record roundtable group. I think we've got a I whole other easy hour to talk about. I don't them. think that we will ever cover them just because we've no. done so much here. But, um, Another thing, like the last thing I think that I want to bring up is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Uh, It took a very long time for them to be inducted. It was 2016, and they had been on the ballot or whatever since, like, 93. And it took, like, a really long time before they were nominated. And then I think they were nominated first in 2012, and then, like— they didn't get in for all those years and then finally were, I think, inducted in 15 and then put in like for the performance in 16, if I remember correctly. I think that's correct. But, it, well, it's funny because they kind of viewed it as this, like, oh, yeah, they're just a one-hit wonder. And it's like, well, you know, sure, you only know their, them for Smoke on the Water, but, like, they... That's not even the good song. Their best song. They have so much more going on outside of that. You're just not aware of it. So yeah. if you're the guy who's in charge of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... And you don't know what Deep Purple did Mm -hmm. back in the 70s, and all you know is the one song from Deep Purple, I don't think you should be on that committee. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Well, because, like, so they were voted, um, like, by the fans, um, like, pretty, uh, uh, like, I don't think they were one the first few years, but like when the fans did the vote, I think they got to like number three and then mm-hmm. like they, they didn't even like put them on the ballot. And it wasn't until they were the number one most voted group that they were like, all right, we've listened. We need to put them in. They have, It's been too long. And it was like, yeah, you did that. You like, did that thing. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. A lot of uh, other group, like Slash came out and said, like, you have to have Deep Purple. Like Chris Jericho. People in um, the rock sphere all said, you have to have Deep Purple. Why is and deep purple it took way too long purple, for man? them. You know, like not to but yeah they're in now baby thank goodness so are you ready to vote i will say also one last thing oh, yes. i thought it was funny because there's so many members of them that when they did get inducted that they were like here's who's allowed to play at our induction yeah i think black invited blackmore was not there no he uh wanted i think that there was kind of a bit of a miscommunication ish where he was gonna go, but then the manager for the band said, like, he could not, like, don't go. But I think he was just saying, you're not gonna perform with us. Correct. But I think he could have been there. But, like, yes, he should have been there. Blackmore should have been there. He, like, helped with the sound of them. And he, you know, like, is one of the bigger members of the group. Sure, sure. um But, but yeah, there were, like, almost everybody. I think only, like, three or four people weren't. And it was just, like, people that oh another person that was uh that was in the group uh joe satriani he toured with them from in like 93 and 94 briefly when the guitarist the other guitarist left and he just played in europe and japan
1: isn't that wild
0: but like oh yeah i forgot about one of the biggest guitarists ever that played with a a guy that played in kansas play like you could go on and on for people that like were in deep purple it's insane yeah so yeah it's really a shame that this is all we've been able to cover. I, again, like I, I feel like we've got plenty more to say about Deep Purple, but another day, I suppose. Yeah, I think that I have to pick them. I like Neck Deep, but I think the Deep Purple, like that Help cover, was really good. I, I mean, I like the last few D- Neck Deep albums. I haven't really been as like into as as much as I was their first couple things, and but I just think that that the lore of Deep purple is just like incredible i'm surprised i figured that you were pretty much a shoe in for neck deep but i don't know i it's no smoke on the water and all that stuff now that was i thought it was pretty fun i enjoyed it
1: It's kind of hard for me because i don't uh these are two bands i'm not that concerned with i really to be honest with you, i do not like deep purple and i hate that smoke on the water exists at all because you know everyone that's when you, people play it that's what they play and i'm just like turn please turn it off but uh, they're pretty good though uh in terms of influencing Vincent Price's sweet song I like I'm just I mean that's a great that's I just like that you got metal you got super metal and that makes me happy You almost had me neck deep with Natalie and Briggerley cover but I'm gonna have to go deep purple
0: I will also have to go with deep purple I, I don't I mean I, I don't I'm not necessarily like um a big fan of either of these groups by any means but again like i could spend way more time on deep purple and i don't really feel like i have a whole lot more to say about neck deep so that tells me immediately okay deep purple probably more important than neck deep i also I, again i don't necessarily love deep purple sound i think that it's odd to put them into the category with zeppelin and sabbath like i don't know that they fit in the same mold But, you know, I I see their relevance. I see their importance. I commend you, Deep Purple. So, um, for Patreon, they disagreed. They went with Neck Deep. And we did have a comment from Patron Jamie that said, A few years ago, my dad Ubered Ben Barlow from the Warp Tour venue, River Bend in Cincinnati, to the airport. And Barlow offered my dad his autograph for me when my dad told him I liked that type of music. My dad said he was super nice. I was a neck deep fan before that, but that made my 64-year-old dad a fan too. And I said, I'd love to know how that Uber situation even came up to begin with. And I did not get a response. (laughs) So I would still like to know if you're listening, please explain why he was being Ubered to begin with. What was going He's on? He's got to stay somewhere in Cincinnati in between. Like, why, if they was, drive from, a why was a 64 year old man like, here, I'll Uber you?
1: Well, I, well that they seems order bit, it. That seems a bit presumptuous. Yeah.
0: What do you mean? He's, do you, they
1: said your driver okay. will be a 64 year old man whose daughter is a fan of your type <laughs> of music. And he said, sold, give me that car. He needed to Get be Ubered to pick somewhere. Me up. Pick me up now.
0: Where is your confusion, Caleb?
1: Why is he being Ubered and why oh, is he not being transported oh, I'm by? I'm processing
0: now. The 64-year-old man was driving the Uber car. Yeah, you idiot. I thought it meant that he bought the Uber for him. Like he just what was about? Like, hey, man, about? I'll buy, I'll, I'll, I'll get you an Uber home. It's not a goddamn yogurt. You don't buy somebody an Uber. You do you can you can Uber somebody. Yeah, if someone doesn't know how it works. If, if someone's like a drunk, a drunk guy and you're like I'm going to get you an you Uber buddy. You need their phone. I guess I just didn't process that a 64-year-old man drives Uber. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why. you ageist.
1: I that's am, I'm, apparently. I'm, I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. The man is, why is some 64-year-old driving around this guy? That's what I took from it as well.
0: I I, I misinterpreted what was being said. That's why I was so confused. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> it makes sense now. Yes. I just misinterpreted Her what I had. dad drove the Uber. Yes. Yeah, I see that now. He was the Uber driver. Yes. I see that now. I just, for whatever reason, and when if I, you need an Uber... Get a hold of this sixty-four-year-old man. Yeah. He is great. And he'll give you five star review. Five star review. But his app is bad. It will not it it's will not, it will not get you your dad's life insurance money. All right. Or life savings. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways. If you want to be a patron too, like you our can. new patron, because we have a new patron with us now. We'd like to thank him. Terry. Thanks for being one of our patrons. We appreciate you being a, a part of the, the crew and stuff like that. Sending you a virtual handshake. Yes. It's firm. Are we are we at a point where we can give handshakes now, or should we go ahead no, and No, we keep... still can't. Yeah, we should probably just give them the elbow bump.
1: Sorry. What, I'm what... sending them one telepathically. Did you get it? I imagined what Terry would look like to me. It's my Terry. You're my Terry now.
0: Can you explain what Terry would... No, let's not. Okay, let's close thank you for listening to this week's edition of good band bad band let us know who you think is the good band follow us on our social media things facebook and uh, patreon we're pretty much on anything else oh send us an email too or call us i think there's a number or something uh because we do check our emails now next week we're talking about the black eyed keys but not alicia goodbye (laughs)
1: <laughs> you got to do it. Hold
0: on. Figure it
1: out. Now, hold on.
0: Doing? Turn it up. Figure it out. I told him already. He's got to figure it out.
1: It's been an hour.
0: Just stop the song and tell me. Yes.
1: Next week, we're going to be covering uh, two bands that sound similar uh, in the names, but not really. You figure out what it is. I guess we'll have to see
0: then, because someone doesn't remember a damn Do you remember? Thing. No. What is it, Tyler? Oh, right. Do you remember? I don't remember, but I'm not responsible for Oh it. my god, how did you both forget? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll remember. It's uh something. Hold on. Dang it. It's been an hour.
1: I'm not responsible for remembering that. Yeah. It's or else uh, I would attempt uh, to one convert. that
0: came from Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: The something black. It was keys. unanimous. Yeah. Black was... Eyed Keys. Okay.